It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. And we want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They have launched their web store, so go check out tabletoprenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. On today's show, we're actually going to talk about something that happened a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we were busy. It actually only happened a couple weeks. It happened at the beginning of July. All right. But we're good. Anyways, <laughs> it is, and we're talking about the Dice Tower Summer Spectacular, which we'll go over in a second but we will quickly go over all the announcements what we're hyped for we'll go over the dice tower awards for 2020 which are announced at the spectacular and by the end of the show you'll find out if we agree on the chosen winners with the dice tower itself so should be fun john all right what is the summer spectacular the dice tower east would normally take place around this time which neither of us would probably go to but I'm here. I hear it's a good event. I hear people really like going to it. It includes announcement, games, etc. But all in person. So to make up for it, Tom Basil and gang released a slew of content that's relevant for us content creators. Yeah, and this is like the first time we've gotten an announcement in forever. I feel like <laughs> we literally went from I don't know Spiel 2019. <laughs> Yeah. We're just watching like tumbleweed across yeah. the internet. I mean, I, I guess Gen Con and stuff in 2020, the online conventions had announcements, but not a ton. No, nothing like. I think everyone's kind of hoping COVID would just vanish, which it didn't. <laughs> it's still around, everyone. <laughs> um, so we really didn't get a lot of announcements. And then everyone's kind of hoping it would go away 2021. So, you know, Dice Tower included, Gen Con, Origins, they all moved to September. Yeah. And then, so Dice Tower was literally the only thing that made an announcement. It's been a while. So I think we're all just starving for <laughs> info, right? Like, it's we, like, give me more, <laughs> scratching at the computer screen. Especially even with the shipping situation. We're all like, is anything going to come out? I don't even think anything's going to come out this year. No, I heard some predictions that holiday game board or board game shells will be pretty bare game boards game boards well yeah they they will be bare because there'll be no pieces being yeah. shipped over uh, unfortunately there's no viable option to produce board games in north america so everything has to be produced in china there is a shipping container shortage therefore everything is like quadruple priced so a four thousand dollar container is now causing upwards to twenty one thousand just to get it on a boat right if you're if you're expensive yeah it's getting a little crazy if if you are interested in hearing about that we're we're not going to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you could you could listen to it. You could follow James Hudson on social media. He actually did a bunch of interviews specifically about the shipping container situation. Mm-hmm. I think with Analog going Analog. Yeah. I think so. They're like good friends. So you should definitely listen to that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we're, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is there, I don't think anything's actually going to be really released this year other than other than Panasaurus is the only company releasing games. I think they deserve like credit or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Big round of applause is honestly, you're not seeing a ton. I shouldn't say they're the only ones, but you're not seeing a ton of other companies really releasing anything. Yeah. It's been a very slow year for board games, but 
hey, that might be on the upswing. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, so anyway, so back to Dice Tower. So instead of having a convention, they decided to release a bunch of great top 10 videos, giveaways, and more, which were at the beginning of July. And when you're listening to this, it's going to be August, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't even know. I didn't even know what was going on until I, like, had just happened to, to see something about it. I'm like, oh, Oh, this is on right now? Yeah. Like, I should probably, I would have liked to have known about that like uh, months ago, but oh well, what are you going to do? They were kind of waiting. They were hoping to have a convention. They didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. For us, we're really about two things. We love hearing announcements and we like talking about awards. Yeah, so So. I'm really excited. I I watched the whole video, so you don't have to. Yeah, I I watched some of it. I watched it all. Nice. I I watched some of it while I was going on. And I paraphrased all the stuff. So, cool. Because of that, I'm going to read over the announcements really quickly and then consider it a very summarized version with no explanation of anything whatsoever. (laughs) And then we're going to give our reaction to the news and what we're looking forward to, maybe what we watched and are excited for. So are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. Mega announcements. Go. Artisans of the Splendid Vale, Renegade Games, Nikki Valance, James Hud, Skybound, Title, Title Blades 2, Campaigns, Title Blades RPG, Model Cook, Kim and Joy's Magic Bakery, Valor, Villainy, Ludwitz Labyrinth, 8 Missions, Blacklist Games, Boruto Next Generations, Board Game, Restoration Games, Unmatched Volume 2, Cardboard Alchemy, Flamecraft, Dragon Placement, and Engine Builder, Check Games, Galaxy Trucker, Relaunch, Portal, Million Dollar Script, Dune, House Secrets, King Dilemma 2, Queen's Dilemma, Paint the Roses, Gardens, and Wonderlands, Bachikoro 2, Dope! Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Creature Cupboard Sketch Power Plants Pegasus Spiel Fire and Stone Carnegie Bonfire Expansion Micro Macro 2 Arcane Wonders Onitama Light and Shadow Viral Expansion Called Hive Picture Moment About Taking Pictures Boredom Card Driven Game Ley Lines Adorable Direwolf Dude Imperium Expansion Rise of the Ix Wild Tide Tiled West What is it? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> wow Did you even breathe? I'm not even sure I don't even know what you just said <laughs> I hope someone's. I hope no one hates me after doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, there's a lot of cool announcements actually. Yeah, and like some stuff that I'm pretty excited about. I wouldn't say there's like a huge list. They did a good job. It was a two-hour video. You could watch it on YouTube. They basically go over like just their little announcements. There's nothing huge. Like there's no like you know hour-long gameplay or anything. Just mm-hmm. little announcements here and there. Just kind of nice. Cool. All right, let's get into it. What do we think of these things, Matt? Well, is there anything that really caught your eye when you're watching it? Uh, there's three things that I'm interested in. So, number one, the Onitama Light and Shadow. Oh, yeah, you love Onitama. Yeah, Onitama's great. The expansions are great. And this one adds ninjas nice. to the mix. And you play the ninjas on your own board, I think. So you have like a hidden thing going on. Okay. I, I That's as far as I know about it, but I'm like, I'm super in interested in that and i've only played only tama like twice but nice. like i love that game it's so cool but i think the i think the fact of having like a hidden board with players that you can manipulate on it that that will affect what's going on on the actual gameplay is pretty sweet awesome i am looking forward to this is kind of like a cough out people be like what this is what you're looking forward to i'm looking, actually looking forward to boruto next generations the board game which is it's basically just like a cooperative card game you play you you take on boss battles and apparently the boss battles get harder and harder which is right up my alley i love co-ops love card games so i'm looking forward to it plus i'm actually i don't know if my listeners know this but i'm a huge naruto fan to the point where i actually i only read the manga because i would rather not watch the filler between all the anime i feel like the anime just drags out things but i've read all the bardo 
too. So I was, nice. I was like, oh man, yeah, this is totally for me. And it was actually funny because one of the people on the video was like, oh, I don't really know much about Bardo. I had to research it. <laughs> but I think one of the, either, I think the designer or the artist, I think the designer, and he's like, yeah, I had to research it. And meanwhile, I'm like, you don't know Bardo? You love Naruto? I don't know. I guess you just, <laughs> you know, once it ended, you're just, you're kind of satisfied. And you're like, I can't keep going, but I could because I love the series. Nice. I think another thing that I'm excited for, Dune House Secrets. Oh, I'm excited for that too. Yeah, I wasn't like, all I initially saw of it was like the cover of the thing. And the artwork looks beautiful and all. But when I look at it, it's got like a similar mechanic to the detective games and like Spire's End. So it's like a deck of story-driven cards that bring you through this narrative Ooh. of the game. And I think there there's like different chapters and stuff and like secret things you can do. I think that that'd be pretty cool, especially like coming off like Dune Imperium being such a good game. I think this is going to kind of ride that high a little bit. The funny thing is like I'm not – I've never read Dune. I've like no – I've – I haven't even seen the original movie. I've got no. You're, you're looking forward to the new movie. Idea. Whatever that yeah, the new movie is. looks cool, but like I have no idea like what the big universe is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like uh, Dune Imperium just like sucked me right in, and I think the the concept of Dune House Secrets is coming in, and there's another Dune game coming out as well. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of them. This is the year of Dune. I yeah. think that should be our next last game standing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see all the all the Dune games. <laughs> But you have to play the 1970s version versus the remake of it in 2019 or whatever. Let's do it. So I'm actually really excited for that game too. So I have read only the single Dune, just just Dune. That's all I've read. Mm. I know there's a huge universe because one of our friends actually has read most of it. I'm sure it's good, but at the same time, I don't have all that time anymore to do that. I don't have time to watch TV, (laughs) watch movies. So will I ever see the new Dune movie? Uh, Probably not, but... I want to, but I probably don't have time for it. Yeah, so I'm excited for that for that game too. To see like Ix is supposedly like they have like, play like a small part in the book, so it's it'll be interesting to see how well supposedly as the universe plays out, they become a bigger role. So it's really it'll be really cool to see how the game plays out. Oh, and I'm talking, uh, I'm not talking about the expansion. Oh, that's oh shoot. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the actual game House Secrets that's coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't know what that's about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I'm excited for the Ix expansion as well. For oh wow, Ethereum. sorry, I just. I just like back. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, anything that's going to go with Dune Imperium, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to automatically purchase. Yeah. Actually, I went to pre-ordered it. It's all sold out everywhere. Sorry. Already, so, so that was that was one thing too. Dune Imperium has an expansion they announced, Rise of Ix. And I'm, I, I guess I'm more excited for that than I am House of Secrets. I, I guess I don't know enough about House of Secrets. I watched the video, but mm-hmm. I still want to know more. You know. Yeah, it's like like I said, it's a story-driven game where you join the resistance against the house uh, Harkonnen. I mean, you kind of experience, you go through like the the movie. I want to see it played. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll pre-order it and Maybe. just play it. And then you go through like missions and stuff like that with time restraints and resources and stuff to go get cool. you through it. Yeah, so my, my second would actually be Unmatched Volume yes. 2. I know you're really excited about that too. Yes. So people that are in this one is Sun Wukong. He's like an ape imp. No, he's a monkey. Yes. He's like a monkey king. Yes. King. He's from like, oh man, like you could argue that like Dragon Ball came from his tail. Okay. And he's in like, he's in a lot of other games too. So that's really neat. Then you have Yanega, who is like, I believe like an African like warrior. Okay. Princess. She was founder of the dynasties of the Moose Chieftains and a legendary figure in West Africa. She's the epitome of the female warrior. Hmm. A free and independently minded woman in African cultures. Pretty good. Another one is Achilles. Achilles, yes. That is cool. 
And I think one thing I'm killable. I think I'm most excited about is for uh, Bloody Mary because it just like seems like way out of the mix. You're excited to drink? Yeah, sure. No. What? what sorry. What is? What is this? Bloody Mary, like the old urban legend. I don't know what the explain this urban legend. You don't know the urban legend no, of Bloody I, Mary? I, I don't. Oh, uh, it's where you go in the bathroom. I'm not even pretending, audience. <laughs> <laughs> you like go in the bathroom and you like turn the lights off and you say like Bloody Mary three times in the <gasps> mirror. You're supposed to come out and like kill you and stuff. I remember when we, did we talk about this when we were like young kids? It's actually yeah. like coming back to me right now. Yeah, we probably did it. Oh, I'm never doing that. In the bathroom. Did you do it? Uh, probably. I don't know. I was stupid and did stuff like that. I don't know. I've never Still done here, that. but And I think the mini for Bloody Mary looks pretty sweet, too, if you can find a picture of that and look at it. It's quite interesting. That's some interesting choices there. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, when they announced the Yanega, I thought it was going to be a lot of based on history theme. So it's kind of interesting that the history that they went with is not all maybe, like, grounded in, in actual history. It's all, mm-hmm. like, folklore and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Maybe that's where they got it from. There we go. That just got just get just dawned on me. There you go. <laughs> they might have said that in the video, but I don't remember. Yeah. So I didn't write any notes on it. But yeah, that's super neat. Yeah, I mean I'm excited for anything unmatched. I know they like release even more stuff, right? Like they there's like a Deadpool yeah. set and they have more Marvel stuff coming out. Basically the unmatched universe is gonna be endless yeah i'm so i'm still waiting for those jurassic park sets that they said were supposed to come out oh the t-rex one yeah i'm still waiting for that one too i think a lot of people are because this sounds amazing right maybe they're still play testing it we'll see we'll see who knows so what else and the other one that kind of stuck out to me and i'm i don't know if i'm like super interested in it but i feel like a lot of people are jumping on this bandwagon Mm -hmm. but the paint the roses gardeners of wonderland so i feel like a lot of people i don't know if i'm just if i'm just noticing it but jumping on that Alice in Wonderland's bandwagon. You know, we got Wonderland's War coming out. I just picked up that game, Where Am I? Alice in a Mad Tea Party. This game does sound kind of interesting. I don't know how, I don't know if I'm like super sold on it, but apparently you're like employed as the gardener in the Queen's Garden and you have to kind of be like one step ahead of the Queen and kind of figure out what she wants before she changes her mind. If she catches up to you, then she cuts off your head, essentially. But apparently it like learns with you or grows with you within the game i'm not really sure how that mechanic will work but you just kind of have to work with your team or work with the people you're playing with to fill the garden as much as you can i don't know we'll see yeah yeah exactly well it's one of those games where it sounds cool yeah we're just gonna have to see it played out to judge it completely kind of like how i felt about dune house secrets i wasn't as excited for that as i was you know the expansion for dune imperium Right. Because I already know how to play Dune Imperium. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Have you played, like, Detective or anything like that? No, I haven't. So, But uh, that's that's a series we definitely should touch on. Yeah, I think maybe because I played Spire's End, and I I know, like, I've played those narrative cards before. Maybe that's why I'm a little bit more excited about it, but probably. Yeah. And my final one, so I just want to make one honorable mention. King's Dilemma 2, a.k.a. Queen's Dilemma, we had a really cool video where the two creators were playing King's Dilemma, and they're like, oh, we have this new expansion called Queen's Dilemma, and they're like, it's the exact same thing, but with different characters. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually really funny. They explained nothing really about it. Okay. (laughs) But, I mean, you don't really, you know, they don't want to spoil it. It's like, if you like King's Dilemma, go 
go play the game, right? But the other game I was actually really excited for was actually Machi Koro 2. And I saw it on social media before I even watched the video, and that actually got me to go watch the video. And so if you don't know, so Machi Koro, it's, it's basically the same game with a different way of winning. Right. So basically, Machi Koro, you roll dice, you gain buildings, and when you gain the buildings, help your dice rolls, like gain resources, and then you spend resources to get landmarks. Well, in the previous game, you'd have all the landmarks on front of you, and you'd have to pay a certain price for all of them. In this new game, the landmarks are actually kind of like the Machi Koro cards. They're out in the center, and when you grab a landmark, no one else is going to have that landmark. That's cool. And they all do different effects, and apparently sometimes the effects help other people too. Yeah. And once you've made, I think it's three or four landmarks, you win the game. So it sounds really cool. I mean, I love Machi Koro. I'm really excited to see what the landmarks bring to the table. And yeah. I'm sh- I, I think they also redid a bunch of the, the regular cards that you would pull. So cool. I, I'm sure there's going to be some more cool effects never seen before in this game. So I'm looking really forward to it. I'm going to piggyback off that Machi Koro video for a sec. While they were talking about it, I noticed that there's a game on their game shelf. Stop it. They always do this. They the, always yeah, do there's this. There's a game on the game shelf that wasn't upright, and it was on the table. And, oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm, and I'm like, I'm interested in that game. And lucky enough for me, right before I got here, they sent us an email with information on it. Are we I, allowed to talk about it? We will be, because it'll be after... This is allowed. <laughs> what do, what's the date on there? Uh, I can talk about it as of the 21st of July. Perfect. And this is recorded on the 22nd. No one can see me winking. Yes. So, yeah. So, they had this game on the table, and I was, like, super interested in it. And I know that they had sent it to other content creators. I've, I, like, I've seen it out, like, a picture of it before. But it's called Trek 12, and it's a roll and write game where you have to ascend mountains in the Himalayas. Wow. That sounds cool. Yeah. So, like, I'm interested because you kind of – you roll – I guess you roll the dice, and all players decide how they're going to use that result on their sheets. And I guess you have to be the first to finish three back-to-back ascents of different mountains to win. So, I don't know too much about it i don't want to talk about it because i don't i can't speak to it fully but i was really really excited about that and when i heard it was a roll and write i was like oh, i'm pretty intrigued about how that's gonna work so i was more interested in like the game sitting on the table in the background so <laughs> <laughs> you know what i know so like the marketing manager danny diddy low she actually does that all the time where she'll show a game but in the background on purpose there'll be a game that's coming out in the future like it's so cool it's funny so something you need to watch for in pandasaurus videos hopefully they hopefully they keep doing it all the time it's like a little easter egg yeah it's pretty awesome so i hope everyone else is as excited about those announcements as we are because we've had almost not that many announcements this year so this has been it was actually very refreshing to have one source give a bunch of announcements that we can read through and get excited for you know, get that hype up again. That's that's why that's why I got into board gaming, right? Yep. And on that note, the second part of the Summer Spectacular, which is amazing, is when they go over the Dice Tower Best Games of 2020 awards. So before we get into this, we did this last year too, right? And Joe, what do you what do you think of the awards in general, like the Dice Tower Awards? Do you think they're good? Do you think they agree with you? Yeah, they're they're good. I mean, can't remember if last year we we, we talked about it being like a popularity contest or not. I, I think I think we talked about, and I and I totally agree with this. I think the popularity contest is really for Board Game Geeks Awards, right? Yeah, I just couldn't remember but, which which one we were talking. But about. Dice Tower is not Dice Tower is chosen by the content creators themselves yeah so i actually give a ton of merit to these awards and i feel like whenever we whenever i read them i'm like oh this is exactly what i'm thinking 
Okay. And and also, like, on a really interesting note, too, I feel like we've actually played a lot of the games this year. <laughs> That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. I'm going kind of through the list and yeah. All right. So let's dive in. This sounds Dude. like fun. All right. So most innovative game. This is one of the, this, before we go on, I actually think this is my favorite category. Okay. Why so? Why is that? I just really like hearing about games with different mechanics that are truly different. I, I guess I'm a hipster. As we learned over the last six weeks, if you listen to our podcast, (laughs) for other than this, I I am a true hipster and I like finding things that are new and and interesting because that's what intrigues me. I do like some of the same old stuff. Like, you know, I play a lot of magic, but innovative things really gets me going because it really entices my creative side. Yeah, it's tough to be innovative these days. So it's good. It's refreshing. It really is. So, okay. So most innovative game is The Crew. Quest for Planet Nine. I like that choice. I really do. Do you think it should have won? I mean, I haven't played every game on the list. I've only played one other game, which was Micro Macro, and I think I prefer to play the crew. You know, it's crazy. We had the other three sitting on my shelf. I know. I just noticed that <laughs> we got all these games. So yeah. I mean, once we play them all, maybe I can make a better decision. But I think I like the crew. I like how it goes through like the diff the uh, the different scenarios, scenarios and stuff. And then they've added like some online ones as well. You know, Micro Macro was good, but for me, I feel like it's like a one and done type game. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Micro Macro, like you're gonna do it, then you're never gonna do it again until you buy the other three expansions. But that's right. a whole other story. I am excited about Micro Macro too. The announcement there, but they really didn't talk about it, which makes sense. But the crew, the crew is super, is super innovative, right? It's just, I mean, I guess you could argue they're taking euchre and turning it into a co-op game, but I love it. I love it. So I, I was really refreshed by it. I was really also refreshed I could get anyone to play it. Right. I know the other, the other three we didn't play. I forgot water, search for planet X, and whistle mountain are good. We just haven't had time because of COVID. Okay, John, what's the next one? Excellent in rules teaching. Oh, and apparently there's only one game in that category, which was Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. <laughs> it's the only game that needed a rules teacher this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, it does very well walks you through the gameplay of Gloomhaven. In the first five scenarios, it takes you step by step, adding different elements to the scenarios till you learn all the rules within five scenarios, which I think that's both five hours of gameplay. So yeah, I mean, I'm on scenario three. I mean, it's been like a year since I played it, but... I feel like I feel like that was needed because Gloomhaven, which in the future we're gonna have a future episode. I know we said this a year ago, but we're gonna have a future episode for real this time, mm-hmm. talking about Gloomhaven. But I think it I think from what I heard it needed this. Right. Because it was too complicated to get into. Right. People who were trying to play it would take eight hours just to, to figure it out, fully understand it. Right. Excellent choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, best welcoming game. This is an interesting category. So like a game you could probably get anyone to play. Okay. I feel. And the winner is The Isle of Cats. Yeah, I mean, I we, I personally haven't played Isle of Cats, but I can see the appeal of it. I can also see that the other games on this list are very fairly easy to play. I think I would probably choose... Oh, oh, Scooby-Doo? No, I would say I'd probably choose My City. Oh, okay for this one just because i don't know if i because i was looking up my city today for something else maybe it's just on my mind but Probably. i think i like the legacy aspect of my city and i like how you don't have to play the legacy version if you don't want and i like how without spoiling anything as you unpack the legacy version of my city it get the game gets more challenging you know what stuff gets my city thing, could right? have been a teaching game too yeah, because it gets more challenging along the way. It kind of tutorials you into it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a totally different game. <laughs> that's true. Scooby-Doo is good too, but that's another one and done game. So Scooby-Doo is mine because I think it's one and done. It could, re- it could introduce you into the whole exit series. 
Right. And that's why I think it's really cool. And I think that those games are all accessible to, they're welcoming into the hobby, I feel. And and when we had Scooby-Doo, we were able to give it to a friend to play and they loved it. Right. And what's cool about the Scooby-Doo game, it like actually makes you feel like you're in a Scooby-Doo episode. So if you get a chance to play Scooby-Doo Escape from Haunted Mansion by the op, uh, designed by Jake Cormier and Sen Fun Lin, go for it. It's amazing. Yes. Also Canadians pretty sweet calico i actually own and played and got my wife to play it is kind of puzzly though so it's not for everybody right all right what's next best two-player game the winner for that was undaunted north america nice. which won, a, won the board game geek award two for best two-player game if i'm not mistaken yeah i think it did i think this is calling to us to purchase Yes. Right now, as we talk. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> the only other game I played on here was Fox in the Forest Duet. With I mean, me. that game's good, but uh, what it? I don't think it really compares to something on the scale of, Undaunt, of Undaunted. Right. Undaunted's a little more complicated. Fox in the Forest is sort of... Yeah. I'd actually almost say that could be a welcoming game, because I had a lot of fun playing it. Right. But maybe there just wasn't a ton of like two-player games released. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple on this list that we just haven't played them. I heard good things about Curious Cargo, but I don't know enough about it. Right. All right. So the next award is Best Theming. So the best Ameritrash game is (laughs) Forgotten Waters. Nice. Wow, there's some good games on this list over here. Yeah, I mean, my baby's on there, Dune Imperium. Yeah, Dune Imperium, hands down. But, you know, I'm interested in, I have we haven't played Forgotten Waters, but I think, you know, you describe it as Dead of Winter, but with pirates, and I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's more co-op, too. And I think that one's app-driven, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yeah. yeah it so. is. And there's actually, uh, I know it doesn't say there's a single player, but during the pandemic, people figured out how to play it solo. Cool. So I might actually do that to give it a shot. Mary Postas, I wasn't really excited. I feel like we need to give that game another shot, because I didn't really like it that much. Right. And Super Skill Pinball 4K, I actually really like, but I don't own it, but I played it on a demo and I loved it. Yeah. So it was cool. But I could also see it getting boring because you're kind of just playing your own game. Right. So yeah, maybe Forgotten Waters is, is the proper choice for that. I would like to play it before I like make a make a final answer on that one. Yeah. Because, you know, I like Dune Imperium a lot. Oh, here comes a good category. Best strategy game, John. What one? The Lost Ruins of Arnak. Wow. This is... These games, too, On uh, Mars, Beyond the Sun, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Dude Imperium, Praga, Kaput, Regni. Well, I probably said that terribly wrong. <laughs> but, man, those are, like, this is a great lineup of games here. Yeah. They're all good for, like, great reasons. I mean, we played Beyond the Sun very recently, too. Yeah. And you really liked it. So, for me, I think, as much as I love Dude Imperium, I think I'm going to go with Beyond the Sun with this category. Whoa, what? Yeah, man. No, you just because it's fresh in your head. No, I just, no. Because it's a true strategy game? No, yeah. So, when okay. we were playing it, what I really liked about it is that you know, you, Novi, and Grabka were all trying to get all your space planets and stuff. And I'm just moving along the tech tree, yeah, getting all my research done. And because I was the only one able to lock level four research, and I was the only one with a spot to do it until like the very end of the game, some of the stuff allowed me to get planets that you guys couldn't access. So like, I didn't really have to try hard to get the get that i got like a seven point planet or something like that right i'm calling you out you won so you liked it if yeah. you lost you would have hated that game it wouldn't no be no yeah I, totally no, no, no. <laughs> this game no i what i like about this game I'm it was calling. no it was super thinky and i think arnak was good but there's like too i don't want to say there's too much going on for me on mars is too much going on i know that yeah, I would like to play that game fully one night, but <laughs> uh, I think I think with day. Lost Ruins of Arnak, there's too much going on for you to fully strategize a really good way to win that game. Because I feel like you have to like look. Lost Ruins of Arnak is about adapting. 
to right. be honest. So I, I think like Lost Runes of Arnak is good in the sense that it's a more welcoming strategy. I could teach it That's to a fair. lot more yeah. people. Beyond the Sun, like your wife's not going to play that with us. Oh, hell no. <laughs> My I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna make her play with me though, because I think she'd like it. Yeah, maybe she'd like it once you know all the rules and know how to explain it, right? But yeah. it isn't a game where like think about think of all the rules we screwed up while playing it, right? Like it was not beginner friendly. There was rules. There was a lot of rules to it. It was a good game. I will admit, it was a good game. We need to actually play it several times to to assess how good it is yeah. but i did enjoy it i did think it was fun i did like i did like what you're saying there's multiple paths to win it's kind of what you're hinting at yeah i do think there's a luck aspect to it that i don't like like you got really lucky on the track you went yeah it's but i like think you knew yeah, i didn't know but i think now that i do and now that we do know that you know once you hit that level three research you're gonna open up pathways to open up level four yeah you just wasn't as vi- visual i guess like the other levels levels right. are next time well okay i actually like lost runes are not winning this category let me just say that right now but it is hard it's up against beyond the sun on mars and dune imperium which are fantastic games dune imperium might be more of a deck builder mm-hmm. so maybe I, I expect it to win out but man it is like a tough category like yeah. I could tell you right now, Beyond the Sun, Lost Runes Arnak, and Dune Imperium are all fantastic games. And you should pick all of them up and play all of them. Right. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go Beyond the Sun. I think Arnak is probably the better choice to win this category because yeah. it is more welcoming and accessible to more players. Right. So, I mean, I like it, but I feel like I would choose Beyond the Sun over Arnak for strategy. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I'd choose it over on Mars because we could barely get through on Mars. So There you go. <laughs> all right cool best solo game john what one under falling skies nice so nice. i'm looking at these the, this list and i can see why under falling skies <laughs> one i uh, was well, super uh pin, whatever it's called super skill pinball 4k yeah is that a pure solo game it can be it can be pure solo i played it pure solo okay and it was fine it was just a roll and write so it wasn't anything special it's probably better with more people okay so i think the problem with this category all the other games on it aren't pure solo right they just have solo modes um dune imperium solo modes pretty good but you're just really playing as three people arnak haven't played solo arnak i played solo you're just kind of competing against a computer that collects points it's not like anything special yeah under falling skies is cool i've only played through a couple of like training scenarios okay so i haven't gone fully into the game i haven't gone to the campaign aspect of it yet but it's pretty cool I haven't played the campaign of it, but I played the game, and I really I thought it was pretty cool for a solo game. When we did play it, they were like, "Oh, you could play with two players," which you really could. Two yeah. people strategizing and trying to figure it out too. So I'm interested in seeing what the campaign's like. I heard the campaign's really good. I just haven't had the time to sit and like play through it. I feel like right. if it's going to be a game, I'm going to want to like leave it set up, and then I can go back to right. it whatever I can. And Dolings of Eldervale is still on pre-order for me. Yeah, okay, you're never seeing on. the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best reprint, and the winner of this one is Rococo, Rococo. Deluxe Edition. Rococo. And pretty decent games in here, too. We haven't really played. We played two out of the five. Yeah, so I can't really talk about this, but uh, Fort's in here. Yeah, I, I didn't know Fort was a reimplementation. Yeah, uh, I did was. look at. I'm going to confuse it with another game I was looking at, but I did look it up, and it was like, okay doesn't look, seem like for it at all but they they took the concepts of the game yeah and just so changed cool. they rethemed it with you know items and words and stuff but like yeah but everything is actually the same like the treehouse is just named something else 
you know, the items you put in your backpack or name something else. Nice. So, and then Seven Wonders is a fantastic game. Yeah, definitely get that. Eclipse, I don't know, it's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Project Project Elite, I went to go buy and I couldn't. Problems of living in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I've only really I've only played Fort and Seven Wonders, so I feel like we can't super speak on this. Right. But I'm liking I'm liking these lists of awards and games that are on here. Yeah, I do too. That's what I really like about the Dice Tower Awards is that they're you know it's not like a popularity contest from Board Game Geek. Right. It's like the content creator is actually making a good list for us to, to read over. So I'm pretty happy with it. Nice. Actually, this this is how I, I truly add games to my list to play. Like seeing the Dice Tower Awards, I'm like, oh, what did I miss? And I'll add it. That's fair. So I guess Rococo. Got to play it. There we go. Or Rococo. Rococo. I don't know if I'm saying it right. All right, John, what won best party game of the year? Oh, Hughes and Cues. Dope. Love that game. Yeah, that game's super fun. You know, I don't know if you don't know what Hughes and Cues is. You're basically a big board of a bunch of little colored squares, and you pick up a card that's got four colors on it, and you have to give clues for one of the colors, and players have to guess as close as they can to the color. So, I mean, it's pretty funny how people interpret colors. What I think is really cool about it when they were designing it they took people who live with color blindness into consideration and these are all sort of colors that they can see and understand what they are which is kind of neat and yeah i think i think this game is pretty good i mean you have five minute mystery and mysterium park on there as well oh man which are also great games also great games so um, i haven't played master word or upside drawn i've heard master word's really good yeah it's on my list of games to get but yeah upside drawn never played it but it looks cool looks cool from the picture telestration is always a good game yeah i, th- I think q's and q's probably should have won this this this, this yeah. award i did have a ton of fun playing five minute mystery when we played it yeah i actually think q's and q's is better right as a party game i could break it out explain the rules in like literally a minute and everyone gets it and you can have a lot of players playing it i think like five minute mystery once you play enough of it it kind of runs its course yeah mysterium park's good don't get me wrong I love Mysterium and I love Mysterium Park, but I feel like I still just, I think Hughes and Cues is way easier game to get people into a party, right? You're in a party setting. You don't want to explain the rules for 10 minutes. You want to just get them going. Right. Hughes and Cues is just obvious. Cool. All right. We got best game from a small publisher. Is that a small publisher? Direwolf? Yeah, I guess so. So on that note, Dude Imperium won. Yeah. Best game from a small publisher, which which is fantastic. Yeah, it's going up uh, against some pretty good games too. So you have Honeybuzz Chai, Praga Kapudragni, and Project L. I mean, out of the games that I've played. We played Honeybuzz and Dude Imperium. I think Dude Imperium is better than I, Honeybuzz. I think Dude Imperium is better than Honeybuzz. Project L I have on its way. So nice. we can reassess that. From out of here, you know, from Chai. Hear good things. Hear good things. So I still feel like I'd probably like Dude Imperium better anyway. Yeah. And I haven't played Praga. Yeah, I don't even know what small publisher games we're missing. Can't, can't even comment. Moonflight by oh, Mannequin. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's a tiny, it's like an indie publisher, right? What, what, yeah, what determines small? It's like when I went to where from around Michigan and I went to Founders Brewery and they're like, oh, we're a small brewery. And I'm like, you're not a small brewery. I see you everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they literally said that they just, they checked the definition and they produce like one gallon or something less. Uh, At that time, they produce one, one whatever less than whatever to make them a small brewery. That's funny. I'm like That's funny, yeah. So best game from a new designer. Okay, this is super interesting to me because... You didn't know these are all new designers? No, I mean... No. Okay. And but what's cool about it is like these games are freaking good. Yeah. 
right? True. And they're all games that I'm interested in playing, which is which is neat too. But again, my argument Beyond the Sun versus Lost Ruins of Arnak. I like Beyond the Sun more, but Arnak is more accessible, I would argue. Yeah. I heard some some problems with Fossilis from one of you know, if you listen to last week's podcast, you know, our listener Emotional Cyborg said that they found some issues with it. I mean, maybe it wasn't play tested as well as they thought. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Endangered looks really cool. Yeah, Endangered is one of the games that kind of flew under the radar a bit. Yeah. I, we haven't played it, but it supposedly, like, I've heard it's a good game. It looks like a good game. Something just got to pick up, I guess. Yeah. And then you got Chai again on Chai is a Canadian made game. Eh? Eh. So that's good. And then, yeah, Beyond the Sun. I Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough since we only played two of them. I, I agree. Arnak. Mm-hmm. You, I know you like Beyond the Sun, but in this category, they, they both, they're all winners. Right. <laughs> if you're in this category you're a winner Let's hey you know what you if you're a new designer and you created a game like arnak and beyond the sun or chai or endangered uh, or fossilis like, like you're, you know what you're doing so yeah you're 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 on a good streak <laughs> <laughs> all right best expansion the winner is chronicles of crime for year 1400 i mean chronicles of crime i hear is an amazing game you know what's funny? I played all the other expansions. Except this one. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I would argue that Cobblin Fog shouldn't be on this list. Why? Because it's like it's a standalone game, right? Like it doesn't you just I mean, yeah, yeah, I see your point. But it is like I mean it, it could be like a reprint. <laughs> I don't know. It's kinda hard. It's like where do you put it? Let's let's just be honest. Cobble and Fog was an amazing game. Yes. The concepts in it were really cool. Yes. It took a match to like a kind of like an area where it wasn't really explored. Like, hey, Invisible Man teleport around the map, right? Super right. cool. You know, do, was it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde changes powers based on what he's at? It's neat, right? And so yeah. it's like, they, I think they wanted to, it sounds like they wanted to include it, but just didn't really know where. Right. But yeah, that, that that's my, my beef with it being on this list, that it's it's a standalone game, just like all the other unmatched. You, you can combine them with with the other games too right. so maybe that's why but the all the other games it seems like you have to play it with the base game almost spirit island jagged earth you could almost play it without the base game it's missing like 10 cards okay and you could literally play without the, without the base but i i actually like you know i just a big fan of spirit island just yeah. a spirit island fanboy so i would actually say jagged earth was the best of those because it offers so much more it basically is like a whole game in itself with like 10 extra characters and all sorts of rules and like just a, like scenarios and everything that just kind of makes you excited. I've actually played more of that than I did the original game. <laughs> so there you go. that tells you a lot about it. Parks, Nightfall expansion is beautiful. You know, Parks is a beautiful game and everything in that expansion adds to the game, which is really cool. I actually think Parks is a better game because of that expansion. There's nice. a little like tent thing you could land on and that gives you other bonuses. You can choose to do the tent or you could choose to do the regular actions and that actually adds adds a lot more strategy to the game uh what about wingspan the oceana is that just adding more cards or you know what i actually didn't like that expansion it actually it adds like a bonus bonus what do you call them resource Mm -hmm. and the bonus resource kind of makes it game easier okay so i actually think it's one of the i think it's i actually don't like it okay (laughs) so i i sorry if i'm offending anyone but I, i i think that jagged earth is the best of those and then i do like cobble and fog it's tough man yeah next game is best co-op game a lot of good games on this list too the winner for this one was the crew yeah i could see that being i think so i i just think the crew is such a good game it's kind of sad that it came out actually in 2019 but well it came out in 2019 but it's actually came out for us in 2020 and it's such a good game that it's tough because you're like well it's not really a 2020 game but it is because that's when we got it yeah so like it and it does 
you know, it's funny if you if you go back to Board Game Geeks Awards last year, you'll see it on the list a bunch right. of times. But really, like no one played it till this year. And that I, is true. I think I think it deserves to win a lot of things. To be, it's, it's probably one of the best games that come out in a long time. To it's be honest. fun. Marvel United was was fun to play. I still like the crew better. We still haven't had a chance to play Forgotten Waters, Endangered, or Pandemic Legacy. I hear Pandemic Legacy Season Zero is really good. There were some content creators that played through it from start to finish. Oh really? On, on like Twitch or something last week. I think it was like the Brothers Murph or something. They played for like 14 hours straight. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. And that's how you're gonna do it when you're a content creator because you don't got time to do it <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do want to play a Pandemic Legacy at one point, and like there's season one, two, and zero, and I think I'd actually do zero, and then yeah. not do anything else. <laughs> Fair. Let's do it. Yeah, Monday. we should. But I mean, does the crew deserve to win? Yeah, but there's some pretty good games in there too. All right. Oh wow. Okay, so we're heading up to the top. Three more left. All right. Best board game production. Okay. I don't have this game yet, so I can't comment on it. <laughs> but Dwellings of Elder Vale got the best board game production, and it's up against some pretty, pretty yeah. nice games. So it's up against Honey Buzz, On Mars, Tang Garden, and Tidal Blades, oh. all of which have. Oh my God! All of them are so really beautiful. great production. Shout out to James Hudson, man. I love Tidal Blades. Heroes of the Rifts art yeah. and concepts for it. I think they're amazing. Yeah, so I think who's the who's the artist on? Is it Tim Eisner? Uh, it says right on it, doesn't it? Oh, Alina. Uh, Alina Car- oh, it's it's um uh Mr. Cuttingham, I think. Is it? Yeah, and I think those two together, Mr. Cuttington. Yes. Oh, they're from Quebec. Yes. Oh, darn. Yeah, so the two of them, Mr. Cuttington, is, is oh, yeah, two he, artists together. Yeah, definitely check out that podcast where John talks about them. Yeah, it was our Mount Rushmore of game stuff. So Was I, that I before did, or after Tidal Blades? It was before. Wow. <laughs> Someone listen to us? So my, we did, I did art, and what was yours? Game designers. Game designers, yes. So. We, got, we got math and art over here, so that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Dwellings of Eldervale, from what I see, probably has the best production value out of all these games. But, man, that is a tough list. Tough list I to think Honeybuzz is fantastic, too. Like, even the instruction manual feels nice <laughs> <laughs> in that game, so... <laughs> Not like wax paper or something. It is, yeah. <laughs> well, it has a wax paper insert, but it has like the, the paper itself is like it's not it has like a texture on it. It's kinda like the uh, Stone Meyer games instruction book. It's really good. They cool. did a really good job. Tank Garden's really nice looking too. It's just it's tough, right? If you're nominated for this, you're just you're just an outstanding product produced game, to be honest. Right. Cool. Well, cool. okay. Well, on that note, we're going to best artwork. Let's do it. <laughs> so, all right. So you got. I don't agree with this one. Oh, you want to you want to name them all? Yeah, we'll or? name we'll name these ones. So we got okay. Other Fields, Forgotten Waters, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Oceans, and Tidal Blades. Here's the riff. I disagree with disagree. the winner. Yeah. Oh my, I disagree with the winner. Yeah, I mean, Arnak's art is cool and all, but man, even just the cover doesn't look as good as like even Forgotten Waters or Tidal Blades. Look at Ocean's cover. It's a, it's an art piece in itself. Yeah, Ocean's got beautiful artwork. I mean, Other Other Fields probably has the best artwork out of all these games. Well, I'm go- I'm sticking with Tidal Blades. I love the art in that. Yeah, I would probably go with Tidal Blades or Oceans for this one. Yeah, Tidal Blades, Oceans. Other Fields looks really cool if you see some of the artwork but yeah I, i'd stick with title blades for this yeah I don't, I don't know like i it's not that i don't like arnak's art i just don't think it's better than the other three mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all right Ooh, this one's big this one's got a lot of games in it oh does it oh yeah yeah oh this is game of the year how we name all the games first this time all right so we got calico mm-hmm. up against the crew mm-hmm. up against dune imperium 
up against Dwellings of Eldervale, also Forgotten Waters, Isle of Cats, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Viscounts of the West Kingdom, and Pandemic Legacy Season This Zero. list is super interesting. Before we tell the winner, it's yeah. super interesting because it really has a wide variety of games. All over the place. So when you like really think about the games that are nominated here, it's kind of like you should play them all. Right. You should play them all. And we've actually we, we played, played a lot, a of, lot them. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the other than Dwellings of Eldervale that I cannot get a hold of, which I've said five times. <laughs> Someone's bitter. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so let's let's talk. What what which that. game do you think should have won before we announce the winner? I think there is a couple winners on here. Okay. So I'm I, we you've already heard us say it a bunch of times. Dune Imperium. We love the game. Right. Like I, I think that that would be your winner of say like more advanced board game. Okay. Right? Something that you're gonna bring to a group of already gamers. But then I think the crew seeing it on here, I'm gonna choose it because I love that game. I think that would be the winner of tell everyone to play. You know, I actually recommended that to so many people, and they've all loved it. Right. Um, the only complaint I've heard about it is it's not a good two-player game, so you play it with three or four. Right. But other than that, it is great. And every every time people play it, they say they love it. They say they had a great time, and then they recommend it to other people. So it's one of those games that, like, spirals the recommendations, right? Then you got Lost Students of Arnak, which has been on a lot of lists. It's already won a bunch of awards yeah. already in this these categories, right? Okay, so I think for me, I'm going to go with my baby Dune Imperium. Nice. As as what I would pick as the winner, but do, but do you see you see my point? So. I see your point, right? So when I'm looking for game of the year, I'm looking for a game that's going to be accessible to everybody, mm. which I would then choose the crew, which was the winner of best game of the year, the yeah. Dice Tower Awards. Well so, deserved. Well, well deserved. deserved. Yeah, I mean, when you're picking games to be game of the year, like you have to kind of hit. I don't want to say all the boxes. Right. You know, the crew's not going to be for everyone either, right? But you're going to appeal to more people with a small box game that is fun to play that you can play at least 50 times. Right. Right? <laughs> and then and then, and then some because there's more. There's an expansion coming out or another game coming out and then, like, you know, an online expansion. But the only, the only game I, I don't think belongs on this list, and it's Calico, I don't – I just don't like that game as much as everyone else does. I, I think Calico – yeah, you know, I don't like it as much as everyone else does either, but I think I think it just appeals to a lot of people. Like my wife saw it and wanted to play it. Yeah, it's got cats. Yeah, and cats and they're making quilts. It's kind of <laughs> neat. I actually was gonna say I don't think Vice Counts showed on here. I didn't think Vice Counts is as good as some of these other games. Yeah, I had fun playing that game as as much as you know. Well, I played it a lot solo, and I kind of like I kind of it's like it's just a pattern. Right after a while, yeah. So I think I think the crew is probably the right choice. I agree. You know, I I love my Dune Imperium. I agree. I mean, there's some great games on this list: Dune Imperium, Arnak, Dwellings. If I ever play it, <laughs> the crew, and you know, there's a couple games we still need to play. I'm sure Pandemic Legacy is amazing. We we played Pandemic. We know what that's like. We know what a Legacy game is like. Yeah, I'm sure, it's a good game too. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's your list, man. That's it. All right, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> All right. So if you've been listening the past six episodes matt created this big old fun competition called last game standing and i have a question for you matt i know i know you wanted to put the crew on but i did you did not allow yourself to put it on no do you think if it was on do you think it would have won yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do uh, i mean it's hard well 
it depends, right? Well, how far it gets past some of the roadblocks, right? Could it get past the theme? Probably. Mm-hmm. But someone could just argue it's just Euchre. Theme doesn't even matter. Right. But it does have like little stories for every theme, so that's cool. Yeah, I think it would pass the theme. What was the first thing? Oh, you should buy it? Yeah. I mean, it's great game. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. Yeah, bucks. Sorry? <laughs> it's like 15 bucks. Yeah, it's super cheap. That's it's, Canadian. Even if you like, even if you buy it on a whim and you don't like it, it's $15. Right. <laughs> you know I sell mean? it for more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, was the, what was the other category after that? Wow, I have to recall what I... It's funny, I wrote this question and I don't even recall what I, what I did last. <laughs> so we had the... Oh, what mechanic blew you away? I mean, like it's innovative. It's euchre. Right, but I think I think no one's really taken euchre to that level, so I think that's pretty neat. Very, I think it's super. It's definitely super innovative mm-hmm. to make a co-op euchre. Hasn't been done, right? So, right, or maybe it has. I don't know. And then finally, like, why is it beat out the rest? Well, it's pretty easy. Like, you can play it with your grandma <laughs> and have a good time. Like, I don't think any other games. Like, grandma's not gonna play Rallyman. I'm sorry, Rallyman GT did win. If you were listening, but Rallyman GT, my grandma would never play Rallyman GT. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would she would definitely never play Merv. Oh hell no! Right? I can barely get I can barely get our regular group to play Merv. True. <laughs> probably not gonna play Castles. Of, no, probably definitely play Castles of Tuscany. Probably Castles of Tuscany would still win. No, I'm kidding. I'd definitely not <laughs> play Castles of Tuscany. My grandma would would definitely not play Aeon's End. There's nothing appealing in Aeon's End for my grandma. Uh, I think the Cruise is a well-rounded game that everyone should play. My grandma might play Fort though. Yeah, maybe. Pretty cute. But yeah, I, I think the yeah the crew yeah you're right it is well rounded. Do you think if I allowed the other games on like Dune Imperium and Arnak, it'd be a completely different competition? Let's let's just redo it with those games. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do it like take the dice tower list and then just like okay this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure all the content creators have played all those games. Probably. So it'd probably be a lot easier. I think crew probably would have a hard time going up against those other games only because some of the games are so complex and they're for gamers. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think if it would have been on our list, it would have won, or at least got to the final episode. What, okay, what if what if we kick Crew off and then have Dune Imperium and Arnak on there? Yeah, they would they would win. They they would be it would be between the two of them at the last episode, and then I would just vote for Dune Imperium. I would, I would still, make you vote for Dune Imperium. I would still be voting. For, I actually think Rallyman. I actually like Rallyman GT over Arnak. That's cool. Yeah, but I don't think I don't like it over Dune Imperium. I think Dune Imperium is just. It's the it is like my other than the crew, it is the game of twenty twenty, to be yeah. honest. The cool. game that I recommend. Even though Arnax want taking all the awards, I still think it's a better game. I agree. All right. If you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your favorite streaming platform and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us along on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, TikTok at Friday Night Games, I think, and on our website, Friday Night dot games. Again, it's Friday night. Let's have some fun. And I'm Matt and John. Totally mess that up. And I'm Matt. And I'm, I'm John. John. <laughs> I'm John. <laughs> it's Friday night, so let's have some fun. I'm John. I I'm also Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>